you're exposed to the heights of humanity on this thing. You like all the lavish mm-hmm. cars, all the prettiest things, and you go on this thing, and and it, no, you kind of lose appreciation for the regular people. And um, they're so it's so underappreciated to be regular now. He's a 21-year-old music producer and artist from New Jersey. He's been featured on huge playlists like Spotify's Anti-Pop or Shonen, and you may know him from his songs Kill Them or Wish It Wasn't So. Please welcome Max Volante to the podcast. How are you doing today? Thank you for the fucking dope intro. I'm doing well. How how are you doing, my OG? I'm doing well, too. Excited to sit down with you. You know, we talked a little offer that you're using a VH cam, VHS camera, which I think is sick. It gives yeah. a nice feel gives a nice vibe to everything uh first question just to start off what made you like fall in love with music or what made you want to do music as a career well i wouldn't even say i want to do it it's pretty hard but it's like a compulsion um you could ask a lot of different artists like they'll all say kind of a similar thing um it's like a compulsion people speak of purpose divine purpose you know um, it's a way of life, truly. I've always been in tune to what the world is presenting me. And truly, I have no better way to express myself than through music. It's the one of the only times that I feel truly in tapped with it myself. It's like my mm-hmm. one way of learning about myself and connecting with the world. So that would probably be my answer. Yeah. And so if, if you felt like it was more divine intervention or whatever that made you pursue that was there anything else you were considering for like a career path or anything else you wanted to do in life literally never that's funny i never i mean i actually do love uh driving racing driving rally cars specifically like off-road rallies i don't know if you Mm -hmm. know anything about that but like um i know of it but i don't know too much about like the details of it it's it's fucking sick it's like you these guys these these guys they race through the woods or whatever the condition is they have them all over the world it's like world rally tournament and they race in these gutted cars that are super light and fast and uh they have a a guy next to them reading them instructions and they're racing through these like crazy nature conditions anyways that would be the only other thing i've ever considered than music and i still actually am aspiring to do that i just need a little bit more money to do it because yeah and so you do you have any like experience or like and any like have you done it before or is it something you want to start never have into? i done it but i can feel it in me because i'll be i'll be i do a lot of off-roading i have like this uh this volkswagen i shouldn't be doing this in this car but i do it anyway and i just love the way it makes me feel it's it's a thrill driving mm-hmm. fast off-road i love it mm-hmm. and um so <laughs> back to like the music what tips or advice would you give to you know other artists who are just starting music just starting to release music well i don't have many answers um i don't have any answers truly but what i would say is don't listen to any advice at all because nobody really knows and it's just confusing obviously be aware of what people are saying and study the people who surround you and just study be in a constant state of being a student always 
but I mean, just tap into your instinct. That's like, if I were to say one thing that I think it would be good advice would be, don't take any advice. Listen to your instinct. That's yeah. probably, yeah. Yeah. And I, I guess like once, once you started making or releasing music, uh, how did you come up with Max Volante as like the artist name that you were going to release under? That's a good question. Um, I wasn't always Max Volante. It's a relatively new invention. Um, I had a few different names before, like when I was in high school and university. Um, what, Max Volante started probably around two years ago, but my name is Max. Uh, and I was like, okay, it'd be cool to be addressed by my real name, but have it be a character also. So I just kind of like was in the studio one night and I was, I think I was in New York. I was getting a photo shoot for this EP I made and I just kind of like came up with it. Volante, I think means to be driving or to be navigating in Italian. It's like, it, it doesn't even need to be just a car though. It's like just behind the cockpit. I believe in certain dialects, that's what it means. Mm -hmm. doesn't but have to truly, be a rally car. Actually, nah, it doesn't need to be a rally car. But also my dad was in a band called Go Go Volante. And I was just like searching for names. It's like, ah, oh, that's a cool word. So then I found the word. I was like, okay, let's put it together. And then I was like, ah, oh, feels right. And then I just kind of stuck with it. Yeah, there is. I don't, I don't even know what it is, but there is something about like Max Volante that just sounds right and flows. Um, right. And I think I matters. think it's yeah, and I think it's awesome that it's one of those artist names where like it also in this case it's not, but it sounds like it could just be a name. Like there could be someone just named Max Volante. Exactly. Like people don't even realize it's not my real name, and I actually like that. I feel comfortable like that. Mm -hmm. and like just trying to learn more about you preparing for this i could instantly see that you're like super creative you do music video editing graphic design what makes you so passionate passionate about all these different outlets and what sort of makes you want to you know offer all of them i don't have one answer but i appreciate if you note sorry excuse me i appreciate you for noticing the effort i'll be putting in on all levels more than just in music because to me being an artist is more than just with one medium i do truly see it as like the way you write your words or the, the in the what when you post something when what way you do things every action has room to make it make it full of art and expression you know every single interaction with a person it's like it has the potential to be something greater. Um, but I, I don't know. I just kind of feel compelled to take as much potential into my own hands as possible, like as much expression as I could possibly do. Because I think everybody would be doing a, a service to the universe to be trying to express their truest self in as many ways as possible, as, as often as possible. I think that's how we can get closer as as a whole become become a unit the human race i think this is that that leads to the path uh to the harmony and peace so i'm just doing my service here as an individual human and i do it i hope other people follow you know take it in your hands do make your art as much as possible on as many different levels as possible and don't be afraid to try shit basically yeah yeah, yeah no that's awesome and like for i guess for your music is there just like 
while in the studio, maybe just out and about, is there any person or another artist that really like inspires your music or your sound? Everything. I, I love a lot of music. Um, I love a lot. Uh, one person to think right now. I mean, I always go back to the Beatles, um, truly. It's kind of mm-hmm. a little cliche, but the Beatles are an incredible reference. I try to listen to the Beatles every day, truly. I actually don't think I've missed a day of listening to the Beatles. Beatles are a big one because on every level, uh, just their writing, their performance, their ability on the instruments and the technical side of it too, like their recording, mixing, it's just so fucking good. And it's a good reference. I like the Beatles. I also really like Playboy Cardi. I listen to Playboy Cardi a lot. Um, the energy is so cool. I love the way he arranges his ad libs, particularly. And Playboy Cardi gets a lot of hate, and sometimes I say that and people hate him. But Playboy Cardi is someone who inspires me a lot in the Beatles and a lot of other, a lot of other stuff, and all the people I fucking work with too. Like I only surround myself with people who kind of inspire me on some level. So, like Ethan Ross from New Jersey, hell yeah, that's the guy. As a machine, yeah. and Saunders. Machine, New Jersey, Wise Boy Jeremy, New Jersey, Machine, all these, and the list could go on. But like, just the whole gang, I like to be around them because they inspire me. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you you have all these collaborate, collaborators you love working with, but you also have like a good amount of just solo music on your own. Do you, is there any sort of decision making you have that goes into whether a song's going to be solo or a collaboration or? Do those sort of just come about uh, naturally? Good question. I try to keep like a blank slate every time I enter the studio. Um, and it's weird, brother. Like the ideas, they just kind of emerge at their own pace. And every time I've uh, had an idea that's actually uh, finishes its growth and, and reaches the world and is released, it's quite a magical process because you never actually understand that it's happening when it's going on. Like you'll be in the studio collabing with artists. You'll make the thing and you're like in a trance. And then all of a sudden it, there's a thing made and it's ready. It's like, what the fuck? But no, I, I don't think there's much planning. That's the thing. I actually think every time in my life where we've tried to consciously plan, um, it's never actually worked. It's ne- the execution has always fell through before it. And that doesn't mean not having an intent. Intent is different. But no, nah, I'm not. I'm never really conscious about plans. They just kind of emerge naturally from them. Yeah, awesome. Are you a music artist trying to find a way to get your music on as many streaming platforms as possible? Then check out DistroKid. DistroKid is a super user-friendly and super easy-to-use service that will make your music available in stores like Spotify, Apple Music, iTunes, Amazon Music, YouTube, Snapchat, Everything, everything you could imagine, it's available. People will even be able to add your songs into their Instagram stories. DistroKid helps you with the distribution, monetization, and promotion of all of your music. Use the link in the description of this video for 7% off any DistroKid package you want. Pick from musician packages designed to help artists get their own music out there, or even get a label package where you can manage up to a hundred artists from one profile. So that's more for like managers, labels, and you can also get the musician package that I mentioned earlier, which is more for artists, producers, 
things like that. It's super easy and you can get 7% off any package right now with the link in the description of this video. So once again, drilling for a way to get your music on as many streaming platforms as possible. I'm talking any platform you can think of. Get DistroKid and get 7% off right now with the link in the description back to the program. With the VHS camera, Beatles Daily, it seems like you do have some connection or some roots in like sort of old school classic music. Yeah, yeah. Uh, whereas now music is so much more uh, advanced and open and accessible with like, you know, every Apple computer you get has GarageBand where you can make an album on your own. Every yeah. person probably has social media where they can share something they've made. How do you feel about it being so more accessible and just open to the public? It certainly has its pros and cons. One of the cons I would say, like just something that's coming to my mind immediately is that there's a lot more to sift through and I, I like to kind of use my enthusiasm as my, my compass so like whenever I'm looking to collab or get inspiration I simply just listen to what I, I just like wait to hear the thing that I'm like ooh and it doesn't need to be like there just needs to be one cool thing about it and it's like for example I, I don't do this much but people have been reaching out to send me instrumentals and I want to hear everything everything I, I want it all like show me everything but I realized that uh, since it's so easy to make music, like yesterday I listened to 200 instrumentals in the Dropbox folder, and everyone was like, I couldn't find anything that was like cool. And it, it was like, oh, damn, maybe 40 years ago this person wouldn't be able to make music because they hadn't grown to a level of skill that would allow them to. So it makes... It makes for a challenge where you, you have to sift through more. And like there is so much great music. That's the thing. I do believe that the coolest, most unique, best music is being made now. Like you can go on Spotify, dig and dig, and you'll find some gems, man. Real gems. Like young kids making crazy music, all different types of shit. But then there's also so much more of just like man. You know what I mean? Not being Yeah, major, it's it's gotten you know so there's so much quantity now of music being released that you, I mean, sometimes, yeah, a song might not hit or, like, feel that special, but when you find, you can, you can still find ones that really, like, make you feel a certain way, and even if you have to dig for them, they're still, they're still there. Yeah, there's a lot of, a lot of music, a lot more music than there ever was, um, but yeah, there's definitely. also a lot of really good music and a lot of really boundary pushing music because like I can I'm like a kid kind of not really but like I can kind of I still feel like a kid when I'm creating and I'm like this kid in this room uh that is kind of like this wizard who is working all this cool like machines and uh I'm able to tap into a really deep part of myself with the help of machines and technology and what that allows is like for me to be tapping into these new forms of expression uninfluenced by you know an audience or a pressure from another human which isn't always bad but for certain types of art like 
the idea of being alone, making it all yourself can tap into like something that previously before the ability to do that was unattainable to a certain extent. Mm -hmm. And I think that's probably in part also a reason that we're seeing so, so many more like independent artists or artists who you look through their songs and it's like written, performed and produced all by them because they have, they're using it as something very true and honest to themselves, uh, something that only they could relate to. So how, how can they bring someone else in on something that's really about them and their experience? Yeah. Exactly. And that is certain points in life. Like, obviously, there's no one right way to do it, but I do think there's a certain point where like art is so important. And the most important thing about it is, is expressing self. It's weird because it's a selfish act to some, but it actually is selfless because you dive into yourself all the way and then you reveal it to the world. And it's like, Revealing that part of yourself, that vulnerability, every single time is horrifying, bro. It's so scary. And like, that's a beautiful thing about it is like, you can do it kind of easy now. You could, I make, I made a song last week. Uh, I was going through a rough time and I woke up and uh, had a rough time with a romantic relationship and like, woke up, grabbed a guitar, made a song. And by the end of the day, I made a cover and sent it to my distributors. And um, I, if if it was harder for me to do that, I would never release the song because listening back then three days later, I'm like, oh God, this is a really vulnerable part of myself. And then I start second guessing, but it's already emotion, right? And that's like the good thing about it being so easy is that people don't have as many barriers to make them question if they should be vulnerable and put it out or not. Mm -hmm. Even though it's still as scary, you kind of, get coerced in a way into revealing yourself which i think is actually good for the whole of humanity i, I believe mm -hmm. and so it seems like i mean you you mentioned earlier you're listening to instrumentals in this case you just sort of had a moment where you just got up and were ready to write something do you have sort of one like creative process or do you just sort of let a song naturally take shape good question um go through kind of like pockets like where uh i just got out of like a pocket where for like a week or two i was uh challenging myself to kind of write on uh the guitar or the piano and like uh, develop the track with the lyrics while playing the instrument because i realized i don't i don't think i have any songs other than um i think like uh, there's like a two two songs on my last album escapism that were written on an instrument but i wanted to do more of that because i have some friends where like you'll go out with them and you go hang out in the studio and they'll be like yo i want to show you a song i wrote or a song i'm working on and they'll pick up the guitar and i'll be like oh that's cool like you have the song anywhere you don't need a uh, your dropbox file or your yeah like you could just pick up this guitar hmm. and play the song and sing it and i was like i, I want to try that because i i previously really bad at that and i've done live shows and i I did not enjoy it because I'm just simply not good enough yet. So I was like pushing myself. Uh, and I wrote a bunch of good songs, recorded some too. But now I'm kind of in a strange pocket where anything's going. Now I'm out of that pocket, but not forever. 
there's no one way. And I think yeah. it's dangerous when you get into one way. I've witnessed a lot of people go through certain stages in their lives and careers where they get in a way. And especially when you're doing, uh, have like a habit, like a creative process that becomes a habit. And it's uh, reinforced by some sort of success, like whether it be numbers or people, your fans enjoy it, anything. It's a little dangerous because then it can kind of trick you into thinking that that way should be static, uh, which I think leads to, it just doesn't lead to a state of growth. And if you're not in a state of growth and pushing boundaries, you're kind of in a state of decay. And it's like, I don't know if that's good for us. Yeah. Yeah. And like it 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 seems from your music that you also are comfortable trying out different sounds, different genres when making music. What sure. sort of makes you comfortable enough to branch out and experiment so much rather than just like do what you know you can do? I will tell you actually <laughs> a dry it's a drive to be uncomfortable i hate to be comfortable i know it's wrong and I, I, i'm aware it's not good to feel comfortable i've seen it seen what it does um so I, if i feel like i'm getting in a groove i'll kind of like do some shit to get out of it like to do something where i'm actually uncomfortable because i'm struggling like fuck i've been recording this song all day and i don't like it yet but it's good because you start to realize it's like the gym. Like you can't lift this weight this week, but maybe two weeks later you got it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I, I think also if you're finding that with a song, like, like, oh, it's just not right. Or you keep working on it. Maybe you yourself don't realize it. But like if anyone else was there to hear it, it probably would also so show the song getting better and better over time each time you say that like oh let me yeah. do that again or let me change this one thing it's getting one step closer to what it really is or should be and then yeah that's the thing sometimes the thing that it really is or the place that it should end actually turns out to be the journey from the start to that place like the in between the figuring out of it like i'll give you an example um most of the time, I don't choose to do this, but most of the time when I begin a song, it's like random and I'll just be making something on my computer and then I'll be like, oh, melody. I'll pull up a, a vocal rack and start recording and just like fucking around. And so most of my songs, they're written while recording it. And this one song I was making uh, two or three days ago, really like it, one of my favorites. Um, I, I was screaming. So it was like, I'm tapping into like this rock star cadence, finally yeah. figuring out how to do this like rock star cadence that it's it's really sick, but it's also very physically demanding. So you yeah, can't sit definitely. there and like do it 10 hours because I've been in the studio with certain people who make certain types of music where they're able to kind of record the same part of the song over and over and over. And it's not taxing them because like it's they're no, 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 no. It's like you could do that shit like 30 fucking times and be fine. But this yeah. particular song, I had to be smart because every single piece of a song, I try to think of it like what energy is attached to that? How, how ecstatic was I recording that piece? And like, I realized that I was listening to the song, listening to the song, working on it piece by piece. And then like, there was one part I was like, oh, this lyric, um, it would be better if it was this other lyric. So then I tried recording it 
And I'm like, okay, it sounds fine, but it, I know that the energy of the other take while I was still figuring it out was dripping with enthusiasm. It was, had, you could feel my excitement. So I was like, okay, we need to actually sacrifice this lyric for the energy of that take because that holds the story. The mm -hmm. part of me getting to that point was the actual thing that it was supposed to be. You know what I mean? So Yeah, yeah. It's awesome that like you you're so conscious of like the uh emotion or like the energy that each vocal take has. Um and that helps Every you decide issue. what to yeah, what to keep in a song. Um yeah. once once you've put out a song or released a song, is there any song of yours that sort of performed better or worse than you initially thought it would? Yeah, um, <laughs> my most recent track, this moment, for some reason, God, bless God, but like, I put it out. I made it. I made a song in uh in like two days. Me and my friends were out for drinks, and we got back to the studio, and they don't they didn't even make music, so they were hanging out on the couch, and I was like, just started like shake playing my percussion instruments and recording, and like all of a sudden, I took the bass guitar. Boom, 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 boom. And I put that and did the piano synth. And then I was like, okay, guys, that's it for tonight. And then the next day, woke up, played it, got the melody in my head, sang it. Somehow the song emerged. And then that night, sent it to all my team. And people were like, yo, this is really cool. So then I'd send it to be released and then started to doubt it. This always happens. Like I send it to be released and then doubt it. Oh, gosh, it's like a fucking terrible feeling. Because then the music changes. You listen to it and it just doesn't sound the same. Um, yeah. But I'm listening to it. I'm like, oh gosh, this shit sucks. Nobody's gonna look at this. I'm really scared. And then, anyways, it comes out, and I was in the studio with my friend, uh, I think Jeremy, and he was. I was like, yo, is it bad that I like dropped a song and didn't tell anybody? He's like, no, I do it all the time. So then I like didn't tell anybody that the song released released on Friday. And by the time Monday comes around, people started finding it and posting it. And then I was like, okay, I have a little more energy now. So like in a way, these people gave me the energy. And I start reposting theirs. Then I start like really pushing it just because I was like, oh wait, people like it. And then that song actually started performing crazy. Like the best song I ever had performed yet. Um, and I didn't spend a single dollar on it. Didn't plan any promotional thing. I just put it out and uh, doubted it so much. Had no absolutely no intention. And this song got placed randomly on any pop right like within yeah. two weeks on any pop what the fuck and then it got on uh then it just like started doing really well and then it got on the spot like the indie fresh finds and then it got on the big fresh finds playlist like a huge one random seemingly randomly but it's not random because the, oh sorry hold on we're back okay but we're yeah back. so that was an instance of a song that really surprised me like i i literally had no idea and then another song that surprised me by how and it's a super dope track but the song wish it wasn't so it didn't perform as good as i thought and i think that was the problem was i i was expecting it to perform really well and i remember like redoing the verse a bunch of times over the course of a few months because i was afraid i was like oh it will perform better if i do it this way but i was young i'm still learning so these are all mistakes but i realized you cannot be thinking about how it's going to perform when you do it sometimes it get lucky other times you don't but those yeah. are two instances that i was surprised by. yeah i've i've found that you can't really do that releasing music because one it's going to change the way you make the song or like while it's 
whether it's in production doing vocals it's gonna change all that but then also like it's the whole point that i have this question that i ask people because no matter what you do there are going to be songs that do better or worse than you think it was because it's impossible to perfectly predict how a song is going to do sure um and so i guess with uh with all your music is there any one sort of like overall message you're trying to send or is it just different from song to song i think the message is one that i'm unaware of at this point i think maybe 20 years from now i'll be able to look back and see what this kid was trying to do right now i'm just it's life art brother life art um life is art every single thing that you've ever felt is an opportunity to channel into art and I just like to show people the, my, my prism of self, like my expression. I think I think ultimately I'm doing it for the good of the world, not on any arrogant shit, but like truly I just feel like um, I'm doing this for out of love. And um, that's the message. Do shit out of love. But it's just, mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I don't have a specific theme. It's kind of tough for me to put together a theme, to be honest. Just kind of let mm-hmm. it happen working mm-hmm. on that though i'd like to be better at that like uh coordinating some kind of message you know and putting it together in an album but i'm, just, I'm growing yeah well i mean just for now you know it definitely seems like you're you can be a collaborative person you're open to collaborations if you got this like great opportunity to make a song with any artist in the world who would you want to make a song with and why I would love to be produced by Rick Rubin. Um, but mm-hmm. I also, I think um, Tame Impala, Kevin Parker, that would probably be my number one. He's a fucking, yeah. I, I was listening to. Uh, Two great producers. I'm a, big, I'm a big, big fan of Tame Impala. I saw him in this stadium in uh, in March of last year. He oh, changed yeah. my whole it was the best musical experience I've ever had. It sounded so good. But uh, I remember listening to his album, The Slow Rush. And I think the song was, uh, It Might Be Time to Face It. And I just like was listening to my headphones. My eyes closed. I was like, whoa. If I walked into a studio and there was a guy making this and he was like playing it on the speakers, I would like cry. <laughs> I would cry. I would like actually cry at how sick it sounds. I cry a lot when I hear great music. And like, yeah, Tame Impala. Ah, yeah, that would be it. I hope you hear yeah. this one day, Tame Impala. I hope you hear this because I really look up to you, and and I would love to cook up. It could be very fruitful. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, two definitely two great producers. I haven't heard too much of Tame Impala, but I I have heard a couple things that Rick Rubin's worked on, and he's also great. Just with the whole like compound in the studio he has, um, yeah, Rick's so so many great like songs and albums have been worked on in there and it's like it's funny that you mentioned that you cried a good music a lot because for me that's sort of like when i know that a song like means something to me or is a really good song it makes me emotional and makes me yeah. cry and so the song doesn't even need to be sad it just needs to be beautiful it yeah strikes a nerve. there 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 have been 
pop songs that I've cried to, you know, just because it's good and has a great message. And I, sorry, go ahead. No, you, you, you go ahead. I was gonna. No, I don't want to. I don't want to. I feel bad. I cut you off. <laughs> okay, okay. Um, I was just gonna say that, like, it, it seems that just like the whole. I don't even know how to put it. Just like making sure music is also an experience for people who listen is very important to you. Do you have any like any idea like live show or venue that you would just love to perform your music at? That's a good. I, I it depends on with who. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't like performing uh, alone anymore. I used to do sets where I would like uh, like controlling my synthesizers uh, and mixing the songs live and singing it. And I was so caught up in all of the technicalities where I, I literally wasn't able to connect with the audience. I, and I felt sucked, honestly. I didn't like it at all. I didn't feel fun. I didn't feel like the right delivery mechanism. Um, Obviously, I would love a stadium because I, I love the way that that Tame Impala sounded in the stadium. It truly may have been the best music I've ever heard in my life. Not just the songwriting or the performance, but the the sonics, the, yeah. the sound. The, the acoustics so and the way heard. it's playing through the speakers to the stadium. Yeah, it was spectacular because it was the loudest shit you ever heard. But it was also didn't hurt because it was so well balanced. It was truly like my physical body was being cleansed by sound. So if I could do that with my music and want a stadium sound system, that would be, oh gosh, I would, I would love that so much. And I hope to work to get to that point. Mm-hmm. But it depends on with who. Like, yeah. I, I want to do it with my friends and stuff too. You know? Yeah. And just so far with your own music, is there a song of yours that's, your favorite uh, out right now or one that you're working on right now? Um, The one I'm working on right now called Used By You is really good. Um, I'm going to drop it soon. I-, I like it a lot. I think it's my favorite one I've done, but I like um, this moment a lot. And I also like Kill Them, even though I don't sing on Kill Them. It's a it's a fucking vibe. That's that New Jersey sound. <laughs> I like I like Kill Them a lot. Um, let me see, let me see. I I like a lot of these songs. This moment's very good. Am I missing something? Last song in Escapism. Um, that one I cried while recording it. I think it might be the only song where I was crying as I was recording. That song's a special one. I was um really sad. And it was a beautiful expression. I, I did that song live. It was really nice, too. I would say probably, am I missing something at this moment? Good tracks. But, yeah, I don't know. Kind of changes. Yeah. yeah. yeah you? Awesome. What are a couple tracks that you resonate with that uh, you found? Um, I mean, not there. I would say there's a difference. Kill Them, I really like just from, like, sort of like you said, the sound, the vibe, the feeling i get from listening to it and then honestly i did just like i i liked the like the message i think or like the songwriting of um 
of goodbye or th- uh this feels like goodbye this feels that like one goodbye. sorry I, yeah that titles i make these titles kind of like purposely unmemorable i mean no but like it's it's cool and it definitely like lo- looking through like your song titles i i could already just tell that like you are sort of like you said just an artist overall there's you know all caps there's all lower caps there's parentheses there's just anything that I'm like struggling with that right now actually because i for some reason they're enforcing the rules more particular excuse me particularly mm-hmm. apple music they're enforcing the rules and it fucking makes me angry because in my computer i'm very specific about uh that like the caps the symbols the spacing I'm very specific because they completely, for me at least, they completely changed the way I perceive the art. The Definitely, words, yeah. The capitalization. And I'm struggling with it. It's really frustrating me right now with my releases because this next one I want to be, I want it to be how I want it. And it's like, why why can't it be like that? It just doesn't make sense to me. I don't understand what's to gain. I don't understand why they have to enforce standard and and yeah, I get that, and I don't understand what's what could be so complicated from a technology standpoint about like having exactly what the name is because yeah, it's frustrating. Yeah, yeah, stupid. Um, I hate it. I get really frustrated about that stuff. Yeah, it's designed to do that to me. I don't know. Um. And then just anything like you have coming up, what's sort of next for Max Volante or what's the next project that people can expect to hear? I don't know. I've been working on an album, kind of. been working on a ton of music for months. and uh, I don't know, honestly. Things seem to be kind of coming together, but I couldn't tell you a concrete plan. I never really do have one other than like yeah. keep making music and put it out if it feels right. Um, actually, I I am dropping. I don't know when this is gonna come out. When is this gonna drop? Um, probably. I would say within two weeks from today. Okay. Um. Well, two days from today, I'm dropping new music. But I, I didn't even tell anybody. I'm very random with it. It's kind of works. <laughs> yeah, but I I like that. <laughs> so that'll be for anyone works. listening. That'll be, I mean, it'll already be out. But on January 25th, it'll be out mm-hmm. without telling anyone. Yeah, pretty much. I, I, that's what I'll be doing. I, I I don't know if it's the best idea, but it's the only way I could do it, right? So, mm-hmm. what about you, bro? What's um, what's tell me a little more about yourself. Let me interview you for a moment, eh? Okay. Okay. Make this your All podcast. Right. First off, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. That's right. That's right. We're doing a Jersey Shuffle. Okay. So, so, say state your name one more time for me, so I don't. I'm heroic. Know. So it's heroic. just the like the adjective heroic. It's just spelled funky. Interesting. Your parents gave you that name? No, no, no. That's just what I use oh. online. I'm Ryan. Oh, that's the yes. alias. That's... Yeah, yeah. Ryan. It's the artist. I'm gonna name. call you heroic. Okay. Okay. I got you. I respect it. Um, how how old are you? If you don't mind disclosing, I'm 18. Youngin'. Yeah. Youngin'. Okay, that's cool. That's cool. Um, 
18. So you were in high school, last year of high school or junior last year? Last year of high school, yeah. Getting ready mm. for college next year. Oh, going to uni. Okay, what what uni are you planning to go to? Uh, you know, I'm gonna say it's in California. I'm gonna I'm not gonna say which one just yet, but I, I'm gonna say it's in Fair. California. I respect it. Um, cool. So you're are you based out of Cali? Uh, so I was born there, grew up there, okay. and then at 13 moved from there all the way to New York now where I am, and so. Hey. It's been like that that moment was like interesting right after the move. But now I'm sort of at a point where like there are things I like about New York, things I like about uh Cali and I'm I think Cali's probably the one I prefer. So I like Cali a lot. I'm actually about to go back out there uh in the next week. It's fantastic. I love it out there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So you're in a, you're in New York City? Uh yeah, a little outside the city. Vibe. very cool very cool okay so you said moved at 13 from cali to new york yeah interesting okay mm -hmm. let's talk about let's talk about biggest difference in the people in the people um the people what would you say i really don't know because it's like one I, I was in los angeles in california so both like going from Los Angeles to like right outside New York, it's like people are the same and like everyone has something they want to do or like some yeah. side hustle business. Everyone's ready to like do something outside of just the normal nine to five, which I like because that's, that's who I am and that's what I'm looking for. Um, but differences in people, I think I would just say, New York is probably just slightly more organized, I guess. Or every everyone likes to have a schedule or a structure to their day. Whereas in Los Angeles, don't get me wrong, there were still people like there, still things that operated like that, but they were much more open to just making plans sort of on the spot. Yeah, I noticed that too. For sure mm -hmm. something about cali people are much more like loose i think it yeah. might be the weather or the spirit of the land whatever it is oh oh my god again it's fine, it's fine. we were on such a good roll no it's okay it's okay it's part of it's part of the effect yeah it makes it unique it's part of the experience yeah yeah, yeah. now nah, cali's dope though the people definitely behave different because of i think the weather or some shit it's just nice as fuck there yeah it's different new york's cool too though like new york a lot of pretty people in new york and la but new york i realized like a lot of people are very pretty and like they wear cool shit they wear really cool shit you know yeah. they, LA, they, I love they wear stuff colors. you won't see anywhere else yeah it's like that the, i think new york is uh they have like great imports I think they import the very best of everything in the world, like whether it be food, clothes, anything. They just import mm -hmm. the best shit. And yeah. uh, maybe, maybe LA is maybe a little bit of the opposite, where they're actually the exporters of of entertainment and art. Like they, everyone in LA is always working on art, movie, music. Yeah. They're just working. New York, I feel like 
yeah, people people are working for sure, for sure. Don't get me wrong, but I think there's uh the thing with New York that makes it so special is the they import the greatest things from all over the world. Yeah, from all different parts of the world. And uh, I don't know if you, I mean, LA kind of, but it's not necessarily that same, the same volume as New York. Yeah, it's not the same effect. All right. Well, I mean, is that is that all you had for me? I I've I've asked everything. I have nothing <laughs> else prepared, but like I'm down to keep going if you are. All right. Let's see what type of what's been going on in the world recently. Um. Let's see. What's just happening? Let's see. Let me just open up like recent news and see what happened. Yeah. I won't speak on uh this forbidden one, Mr. Tate, because we could we could get in trouble for speaking on him. But that's yeah. YouTube might not like that. The the forbidden one. I'll call him the forbidden one. Um, Voldemort. Okay, the Earth's inner core may be reversing in this rotation. I don't even think the news is. What do you think of this life? Let me ask you this. Let's fuck fuck that shit. What do you think of this life so far? I'm gonna I'm gonna kind of outline a premise of thinking, and maybe we can follow it. Okay. Yesterday, or not yesterday, but very recently, I was meditating, and in my mind, I was trying to think back to when I was five or six, and. Uh, I was trying to think back to being in kindergarten and uh, if I could have ever imagined this life nowadays where I look at a computer every single second of every day, like I'm always on a computer, a little propaganda rectangle, yeah. and and everywhere you go, there's a screen that you're looking at, bruv, everywhere. And everywhere. all of our entire lives are within this digital domain. And I was trying to think yeah. if I could have ever imagined this and... The answer was a no. I don't think, like, I don't think if we really were true with ourselves, not many people could imagine this reality nowadays. And this reality yeah. is fucking very wacky. Um, what do you think? Do you think it's. Good? I, I agree. Think it's I, think, I think it's crazy. I think, I, I sort of agree with you. I could see, because I mean, basically, since I was growing up, there has been technology of some sort it was nowhere near this level but there was technology and i feel like you have a point where i probably could have guessed that it would be integrated in life but probably not to this, to this point not you know it's not crazy. to this point not to the point where like i'm going to school and there are like screens in each classroom you know teachers are the for a while with the pandemic, t school is online, like for everyone. It's just you're on yeah. screens like this talking to people. I went to uni during the pandemic, my first year. The end of my first year, I think, uh, was March 2020. It was yeah. my birthday. I remember my, it was my, or my 20th birthday, 19th birthday. And I remember that was the day when they sent all the kids home. Um, and uh, life was so different after that. Now did they did so, they tell you I, how I, long you were home for? Like two weeks or some shit. Yeah, I have a memory. I have a. It was on. I think we got it on like a Wednesday or something, and they like on on a Wednesday or Tuesday night, and they were like, "Yeah, take the. We're gonna close for the rest of the week. You're gonna have the weekend. We'll come back in on Monday." 
And then on like Friday or Saturday, they're like, you know what? Next week, we're going to be done. After that, we're back. We promise. And then like a year later, we were on Zoom. <laughs> Just for the, that entire time. It's so strange where we are now. And, and it's like, we're so funny how humans adapt because you don't notice the change you just are you become it it's like with everything you just become it yeah and so many people now are like or could feel like it's coming to an end or over and things are back to normal and those same people have such different lives because they're doing so much more online like there are so many people who are like yeah i'm going back to work in the office but what they don't say is i'm going back to work in the office half of the week and the other half i can just do at home now and i think there's a lot more of that after the pandemic i have i want to go off of that about the the workforce um i'm noticing i go out in the world and i got i go to the store i need shit like let's say uh let's say i need to go to the store and get a new mouse and i go to best buy and there's like fucking two employees and none of them want to fucking help there, and I'm like, everywhere I go, there is nobody that, first off, there's barely any people that are on these working for these companies anymore. Minimal yeah. staff force everywhere you go, or at least me personally. And the employees themselves, they could give a fuck about doing their job well. Like, I, I, I used to get bugged by a good salesperson, but now I wish they would, somebody would sell yeah, me something, yeah. I, save my time, show me what I want. Right. I was just listening to another podcast like this that's like we have to be careful because we're so close to like when you when you think about it, the fact that there are already thoughts about or jokes about like you order from something from Amazon, like robots in the factory make it and then a drone delivers it. No no humans whatsoever. So now apply that to like Amazon, Walmart, all these things. Think of how many people are no longer going to have their jobs or their jobs won't be uh, reliant on humans. And it's yeah. scary to think about. Yo, it's crazy. When you go to get food, I don't condone uh, I don't condone the consumption of fast food, but sometimes it's late. You get home from the studio or some shit, you need to get McDonald's or whatever is open, you have to eat. Mm-hmm. And um, so you go. And anywhere you go, or Starbucks particularly is wild. I remember... Like the 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 volume of orders that come into places is so high that these workers are getting paid the same as before, but they are working so hard, bro, yeah. to prepare this food. They're putting it in all these bags, DoorDash, DoorDash, drive-through, real life. If you go to the Starbucks and order a coffee, they are so occupied with the volume of orders that came through the phone. Yeah, they're like, let me and finish the horrible. three coffees before you, and then I'll get you yours. <laughs> Yeah, these humans, they're being they're being uh pushed to the max. I really respect people that work like those types of jobs because yeah, they are being definitely. pushed and exploited to their max right now. And the thing with it is is it's cool. It feels good to work hard, right? But it's also nice for like a little pat on the back, I'll be honest. Like another human. It's- and when you order online, it's like these people are just kind of like these slaves in a way. Like they just do the work and they get no connection out of it. Yeah, barely get any money. Something I want to add on to that. It's good to work hard. It's bad to be overworked. And so you got to find like that line of 
at what point does it become like grinding, hustling, working hard? And does it become like, I'm stretching myself too thin, I'm working too hard and not getting enough out of it? I, I feel like these people don't get enough out of it, truly. Yeah. And respect them. I respect people. Uh, where was I the other day? I was at the grocery store. I was getting some groceries. And um, I pulled the... I'm super... I fuck shit up sometimes. I just am very... I'm, I'm kind of weird, bro. In a, in a weird way. I'm just... I get it. Out, no, I'm, I'm, I'm an awkward world, person like, in real life. I'm like... I wouldn't even say awkward. I'm just like a a kind of a brash, interesting character that kind of does things that are just fucking random. So I'm like at the self-checkout frustrated because I don't like dealing with the machine. Like yeah. sometimes I'll be at the store, I'll be at the, the store and, and uh, you know what Wawa is, right? Yeah. Okay. For those who don't know about Wawa out in the world, Wawa is, is the, is the gold. It's the best convenience store slash gas station you could possibly fathom fantastic couldn't say a bad thing about wawa fantastic legendary run i think it's only on the northeast of america up upper north yeah but anyways i'm at the wawa and there's these new screens they put in self-checkout and i'm like all right what the fuck is this and i'm looking at the person working the counter restocking the cigarettes and i got my little my little thing the little receipt blah 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 and i'm walking up i'm like yo Looking at him in the eye, I'm ready. Like, oh, you ready to do your job? And I'll tell you, like, how are you? And you'll be like, good. And I'll be like, oh, I'm good too. I'll be like, thank you. Have a good night. They'll be like, you too. Because that shit is nice. I love that yeah. little interaction. Because I, I love, I love shit like that. And they're looking at me. They're like, fuck off. And I'm like, damn, I'm really gonna have to use this machine. And I, I just like the missing of the human what? connection. Yeah, so, no. What blew my mind? I can't remember where it was, but I think at like some grocery store, was like some like employees i think like they have mostly self-checkout but there are still people you know like stocking aisles like cleaning up any messes and if like i i heard somewhere that at some place you ask them for help and they're like trained or instructed to guide you to self-checkout and like send you to the uh, machine and be like do this <laughs> and it's like dude, can you just makes you in die. the same amount of time can you just go to this counter and check my stuff out I just think we get more, both of us, two humans, we get more out of connecting with each other. Like, yeah. okay, maybe we'll save 10 seconds and a little bit of mental energy, but I think ultimately the human interaction replenishes whatever we expend. We like even more. It's, I think it's important to connect. I think it's so valuable. Yeah. It's, it's like an amplification of our energy when we connect. Or at least has the potential to be. What I wanted to say at the the acne, I, I remember what I was saying. And I was doing the self-checkout and the receipt's coming out. And I'm like, fuck this. And I pulled it hard. I didn't expect this to happen. And I wasn't angry, but I was like, like, what the fuck? I was like, I don't need this. So I pulled it out really hard. And, and the whole roll of receipts came out and all over the floor. And everyone was looking at me. I'm like, what the <laughs> fuck? I don't know. And there's a worker there, the person watching the Gustavo officer or whatever. And they're looking at me and I'm like, damn, okay, I'm going to help you with this. Let's figure this out. And they're like, no, 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 please just, you're good. Go, I got it. <laughs> and I was like, they didn't want me to leave, but they were like, yo, I'll, I'll do my job. Like, I got it. And I was like, are you sure? They're like, yeah, it's nothing. I'm, I'm good. I got it. And I was like walking out the store on my way to make some great music. And I was like, wow, I really 
respect that person for cleaning up my mess and like being so gracious about it. And there are people like that all over that serve society in that way. And I feel as if that is a big reason that, um, or what I want to say is I feel like they are underappreciated at this time. And especially in the age when you go on this phone and you look on uh, YouTube or social media and you're exposed to all of the, yeah, when you're exposed to the heights of humanity on this thing, you like all the lavish (laughs) cars, all the prettiest things, and you go on this thing and and you kind of lose appreciation for the regular people. And um, it's so underappreciated to be regular now, even though it provides such a vast value for society. So people are less incentivized to do these jobs that's why you go to the Best Buy and there's two people there that, that won't help you or they don't want to help or whatever it may be. And it's an interesting world because there's this Mac Miller lyric. Are you familiar with Mac Miller? Not too familiar, no. He says um, on his yeah. album, Faces, he says, internet rappers ain't shit when no computers work. And I'm like, okay, interesting. He's right. What if all the computers stop working? It's like always a good thought exercise to think, okay, right now. What if all the computers in the world stopped working? What would happen? I always think about it. I'll, I'll tell you what, there would right. be a whole lot less music being released because so many <laughs> right. people like make everything on their computer. Like exactly. I was talking about in my latest episode of this podcast, the last guest I had on, um, Chad, Chad Lewine, he was saying um, we were talking about how you no longer need instruments to make music. You use, you get a computer. Yeah, yeah. And you get, uh, yeah, it won't show up here. You get a plug-in keyboard like this, and you just plug it in. Don't need to know how to play an actual piano. Just plug that in. Or you get, I have also like a little beat pad or drum pad over there. You get one of those. You don't gotta know how to play the drums, but now you have infinite drum sounds. Yeah. I actually use the, most of the time I just use the MacBook keyboard. Yeah, yeah, that works too. But I and actually so- like that a lot. I think it's a cool. I think it's cool for what it is. Like I, I do think uh, the MacBook. Oh, I, I fuck, not a MacBook, but a computer. But I'll just say I call it computer MacBook. But I think the MacBook is like an infinite instrument in its own right. It is yeah. not meant to be viewed as. Uh, I. It is such a valuable thing. A fucking amazing. Until until I like really got into music or passionate about music i didn't realize how many music resources come with like a macbook like you get GarageBand for free you like you said you got the keyboard uh on like the letters turn into like keys that you can use uh you have if you want to get like logic that's used in the industry by so many like like big artists um and yeah i hate logic I, I'm out this logic. I what do you it. use, bro? You wanna you wanna get right? Hit me. Tell me if you wanna get right or if you wanna get wrong. I wanna get right. All right, come to this side. Come to Abletown. Come to Abletown, baby boy. Come on. That's that's <laughs> where my drum pad is from. That's where my drum pad's from. From Abletown. Come, come to Abletown. I'll show you a good time at Abletown. This is where the right. big dogs hang. Right. Now I actually got the, the live push. I don't use it much. You know what that is a little I push it's fine. Elite. Shit's fire. Ableton sponsor me. I fuck with you so much. Ableton is the shit. 
I've been in yeah, the studio yeah. where people use logic and I'll be like, yo, we need to do this. We need to manipulate the sound in this way right now. And they're like, oh, I can't do that. I can't do it. They'll be like, yo, I don't. No disrespect to them. It's not their fault. But it is because they use logic. But it's like, no disrespect, though. No disrespect. I got love for everybody. But I'll be like, damn, we're just missing out on ideas because no one's giving it to me. So I'm anti-logic. Right. It's going to get All controversial. Right. Nah, well, I, 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 hey, I'll keep it in mind. I'll keep it in mind. Whatever works, truly. Whatever works. Truly. Yeah. Um, but what were you saying? We're talking about the MacBook and using. Okay, what happens when new computers work? What happens? Yeah. I think the world we... gets to a really bad place. <laughs> right. Because if you like, people think about computer, they think about their like desktop or laptop. But then you think about it, this has a computer in it. Gaming consoles a have a computer in it. <laughs> All these things have like. The phone is was made to just be a mini version of the computer. Yeah, but it's it's all powerful. You can do so so much with this phone, dude. It's yeah. crazy. Um, my whole life is on this phone. All my money gets made on this phone. Um, all, all the people I talk to it through this phone. Not always. I mean, I have like a real this phone life, and this computer are why I'm sitting here talking to you right now. Yeah, gee, it's crazy, and you found me. And oh my gosh, somebody said to me, uh, somebody I met through the phone that found me because of the algorithm on Spotify, right? It's like, anyways, yeah. somebody said this to me. They were like, yo, the algorithm is going to pick the song up because I sent them a demo. And I was like, wow, we are dictated by these algorithms. Like these algorithms we've designed have snowballed based off of our own input, our own response to things like and have and grown they, like their own intelligence and now dictate the culture. It's crazy, G. Because I'm, re I'm really into like the, the YouTube algorithm and the YouTube side of it. And yeah. like, I, I talk to other people who upload and they're like, yeah, each time like we know that the algorithm changes, like we have to step back and see how or if we have to change our uploads or change the way we use YouTube in any way. And it's crazy that like, if you are like a YouTuber and that's like what you do, if the algorithm changes, it's you, you got to reframe everything, check it all out and see if uh, there's any new way you can like maximize it to your best advantage. I think it's crazy because what changes the algorithm? Is it the people? What manipulates the algorithm? Obviously there's a few different things, but ultimately who's in control really in control that's what i want to yeah. know is this shit being manipulated to to like steer the entire population in a certain direction i don't know bro um, it's very well that it could be possible what do you think we're getting into getting into conspiracy grounds now well this is not this is real life bro. like this is yeah, just, yeah. just thinking thinking thought exercises the the question of who controls it is there someone controls it are they trying to steer us that's the question when you start theorizing about who that is that's that's a little more conspiracy because i have an i have a theory maybe there is it's not possible that a certain person or a group of people could even control this thing maybe this thing is like maybe this thing is a machine that is all interconnected simulation theory no like it's more simple than that it's like maybe this machine like oh just think about it. the algorithms they all have these these indexes of knowledge and 
<laughs> maybe they're like all connected in a way and like behaving and controlling this thing of ours or like influencing us like i, I was looking at the tv screen and that um my youtube and I, I have broke people youtube i don't know how to actually get youtube plus i probably should get that but anyways the ads were like showing me a person like with their phone showing the phone to the screen and i was like this is crazy the machine has influenced the humans to advertise the machine and i'm like what if there, it's not possible that one person or one group of people controls this thing. Maybe this thing is out of human control. <laughs> Maybe we created yeah. this machine, much like the Matrix movie. Maybe like that is where we're at right now. And the thing about that is we could we could we could theorize about it here, but we will never be allowed to know because it's all taking place within the machine's network. We will, but mm -hmm. we'll never be allowed to know. It will never be revealed to us what's going on. If that's the case, we'll be kept in a state of illusion. And we'll be too, we'll be too arrogant because we'll be like, oh yeah, there's you know people working at YouTube. We control it, obviously. Yeah, um, but do they control it? Like that's the thing. What led them to work there? Were they? Did they? Were they? Did they find an ad on some website that would be connected with all these different internet things? Yeah. How'd that ad get on there? Who, what chose to put that ad in that recommended video? Who, who chose to, what, what, oh, it was the algorithm, eh? Oh yeah, who controls the algorithm? Oh, the algorithm controls This algorithm seems okay. to be doing a lot. Hmm, the algorithm. It's like, people look at like thousands of videos a day now, and it's like, that shit is very influential. Say what you want. You could be a very strong mind. I, I, I am proud to say I, I believe to be, I have a, of a quite strong mind where I can kind of curate what comes in with strength. Like, okay, that needs to stay or that comes in. I also don't consume that much. I limit my consumption. Um, I was reading a new book by Rick Rubin actually. And he was like, curate the art that you consume very carefully. Only consume the greatest literature, the greatest architecture. Go to where the greatest art is. And when you go on the phone, it's like junk food. But regardless, People are looking at this thousands of times a day. Even if you go into the world, like uh, where was I the other day? I was uh, I was on a date by myself. I, I just took a little, I was exploring a part of the world I didn't know. And I just went to this restaurant, got some food. And in the restaurant, they're playing the fucking TVs on the walls. And I'm like, damn, I'm watching this. It's going in my mind. They have TVs and, around the walls. They have music playing over the speakers. Yeah. They, you know, do like the seating and the, like everything electronically. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. and I was like, okay, this music that's playing is is on a it's on a radio, it's on a Spotify radio. Algorithm curating that, algorithms curating all this shit. Are we in control? I I don't think I think we've lost it. I think uh, we've lost it. I I I'm on some crazy shit right now, but I, we may have lost control of the machine and it mm -hmm. may have grown to be all powerful i'm just having fun thinking right now i yeah. honestly have a lot of hope for humanity this, this is fun i'm looking forward fun, to, the, to the new max volante song we lost control <laughs> Ooh, it's not bad that's not bad actually let me write that down that's not bad it's cool we lost yeah. control all right well i mean yeah that was definitely a fun <laughs> fun rabbit hole to go down but yeah that's everything i had so, I mean, it's been a great time.
facts, bro. Sorry if I my rambling. I ramble quite a bit. I'm, I'm no, gonna... no, don't don't apologize. It was a, it was a great rambling. It was it was a thought provoking rambling. Very good. That's that's the most important thing. I'm 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 gonna be thinking about some things after this. So thank you for that. <laughs> don't think too deep. But also yeah. Do. All right. Well, thank I mean, me, G. yeah, thank you for coming on. Is there anything you want to promote? Anything you want to let people know where they can find Hell you? Hell yeah. Check me out, uh, maximumlaunchday.com. You can access my catalog. I recommend using Spotify personally, but I'm on, on every platform. Check me out on Instagram. Follow me, Vellante.max. That's Vellante.max. Um, that's about it. Peace yeah. and love. Well, I'll leave a link to some of that down below. And thank you again so much for coming on.